Right. So one of the strengths that we had is that you can get information like that. It might not always be the right information. I mean, I get some videos and the guy has a tinfoil hat and he's talking about how the, because of the certain numbers of different codes, that's why the Braves won the World Series in game six. And then you see another meme like, they were 44 and 44 at one point. Hank Aaron won 44. And like, I think the guy's crazy. But I don't know if he's wrong. He might be. I, I definitely need my tinfoil hat with his conspiracy theories. What else do we put? We put, there's vehicles for doing good. So you can fundraise. What, uh, GoFundMe, some of the other things like Awareness campaigns, I don't know if y'all are aware, but there was a young woman recently who was saved um, through, from abuse in her home due to TikTok. There was a sign that someone created and said, hey, if you're ever in trouble, just throw this sign up in a TikTok video, and if someone sees it, they'll call the police and try to help you, and that happened, and she was saved. So there's awareness campaigns. 52% um, of teenagers um, say that their self-esteem improved uh, due to connections they made online through social media campaigns. 30% of them said they felt more confident um, in their communication skills because of the communicating that they do on social media. Do y'all think that's true for you? No? I saw someone saying absolutely not. Why? What, what's no? Somebody said that their skills did not improve. Nobody's going to own it? <laughs> he said no and then was like, Lord, open the ground and swallow me. <laughs> People are looking. It reduces feelings of isolation. So when we think about COVID and being locked up in our houses and not being able to hang out with our friends, how many of you turn to social media to connect with each other? I mean, almost everyone did just about. No. Not but everyone, but almost everyone did. Social media utilization went through the roof. It's, it's part of the reason TikTok and Discord have become as big as they are right now was because of COVID. Among us, that game would never have taken off if it wasn't for COVID. But it was an opportunity to play with your friends who weren't with you. How many of you played Among Us? I'm sure a lot of you did your... I'll but did it. you play kind of like obsessively for three weeks, though? You, you, you did. Let's admit it. My, my eight-year-old eight does. Because everybody did. All right, so other benefits. Community, authentic support. Um, there was a lot of validate. Okay, so how many of you sometimes, and y'all, this is going to require vulnerability. How many of you have, like, likes or things that you enjoy that, like, are not the norm that people generally enjoy, and you're kind of a little, you feel a little weird? Okay, and, but, but online, right, you find other people who kind of dig the same stuff, and you don't feel so weird anymore, right? You know, it, it creates so, a sense of community and, and a sense of normalcy for people. So he has a good FBI agent sending him the same people? Yeah. yeah. Getting targeted by... Are you, are, do, you, do you have particular groups that you have to hunt for people in that have the similar likes or interests? Or do the algorithms kind of give you some people or suggest some groups for you? 
Good job, Nicole. Way to target. Want to talk a little bit about that? How that happens? Sure. So, like like you're talking about, um, it you know, the more that you search, the more, and it doesn't matter which platform you're on because they all now will take your money if you want to target a customer or or a person. So, the way that that basically works is that we we as an industry will just have keywords and we think of all the keywords that we possibly could think that somebody would be searching for. And if you've typed in that and you're searching, whether you're on Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is, then um, you'll start to see, um, you, you know, follow this or suggested um, pages. And you continue, if you'll notice, the more you follow and like those, the more that your feed will be um, filling up and popping up with those things. So. It, and also something we have mentioned, you mentioned earlier, just about the articles and you find out news from these um, different platforms, those are also sometimes ads. So it can take the form of an article that you're reading, like from a legit news source or an influencer, they are absolutely being paid as well from third parties to speak into different, whether it's political, religious, um, it, really anything, anything that anybody is paying them to do, influencers can also speak into whatever they're being paid for too. So that's just something else to look out for when you look when you're looking at. Um, I, I think it's great when you you know you find something that you're interested in that maybe your immediate circle of friends or community around you is not. Um, and so to be able to learn information and to be able to pick up tips, sports, you know, whatever you're interested in. Um, but that's just something to kind of watch out for, that you're definitely being profiled. The more you search and the more you look and follow and like these different um, outfits, the more that they're, they're generating an algorithm specifically for you. And it's kind of like Pandora. The more you hit thumbs up, the more of that music you hear, and the more you thumbs down it, the less you hear. The more you click the link, the more they're going to keep showing you that link. I could pull out my Facebook right now, and I guarantee like five of my top seven ads will be golf-related. Because almost everything I do on my phone is golf. My daughter's on the air rifle team at her high school, and I was Googling how to get the air rifle uniform. And um, I have now a, a plethora of NRA ads appearing on my, on my social media. All the gun ads are now appearing on my social media um, because I was looking for air rifle uniforms. Um, you're, and remember that you have an email account tied to your logins. So all of this data is constantly being collected and connected to that email account that you have. So we can, like you said, they're profiling you from every single, uh, whether it's a laptop, whether it's an iPad or a phone, every time you're logging in with that email account, things are getting attached. Yeah. Say that again. UPN and ad blockers, can it do what? To yeah. a certain extent. So. Everything you do online is recorded somewhere. So. Everything. Every stroke of your, every stroke of, my husband works in IT security, and I promise you that there is a server out there with everything on it, somewhere, somehow. So you have to be very cautious, and we're going to talk about that when we talk about the dangers of social media, what you post, who you follow, how you comment, 
because even those folks who have created dummy accounts, it can still be tied back to. There's IP addresses and other ways to find people. Um, and there are some companies who that is their job to do that. So you can probably turn off the targeted stuff, but you're still going to get ads. And I would bet they're smarter than us, and the computers are watching and listening, and they'll still get what you need. So do we have any more um, benefits? That uh, we other benefits, you could build platforms. So right now, many of you, are any of you juniors or seniors? A couple juniors and seniors. You know, this is a time when people are thinking about college applications, so they're building social media profiles and maybe they're creating a blog about a particular topic they're interested in because they want to show that to colleges or an online portfolio or online resumes. Um, so a lot of folks can build, think about how many bands out there were no name bands and because of TikTok and social media, they now have record deals. Or people who self-publish books and because of social media are now best-selling authors. So social media has opened up a lot of opportunities for folks to make a name for themselves. YouTube stars, there was no such thing as a YouTube influencer, not even like five years ago. And now we have eight-year-olds making millions of dollars playing with toys on YouTube. Um, and just opening up toys. They literally like open toys and film themselves and get paid by the companies, plus they're making per clicks on YouTube. And then my daughter's like, we gotta go get this, and I'm like, no. And no, then they'll give you a coupon code so you could buy that toy with well, a small maybe discount. If you brought me the coupon code, now we might go shopping. <laughs> so, so there's ways for people to, to use that to build careers. Um, I mentioned the, the young woman who was saved on TikTok. There was a young man who was on a Reddit Minecraft group um, who was thinking of committing suicide. And the community in the Reddit group saved his life between the comments and the people encouraging him not to do it, um, they were able to identify the young man and get him the help and support that he needed um, and essentially saved his life. So there are a lot of ways to build community and do positive things on social media. Finding information uh, to help your friends. Maybe you have a friend who's struggling with addiction or eating disorders. Um, faith-based things. There's so many great um, faith-based Instagram, TikToks, like there's so many things out there in social media that can help you with your faith. You know, learning more about the Bible, people who are talking about their journey as a Christian, um, ways of having healthy relationships. So there are a lot of positive things um, that you can gain out of social media. And we wanted to share those first because I think a lot of times when we talk about teenagers and social media, we're only talking about the negative things and the scary stuff, which is real and out there. But there are also a lot of really good, healthy things that can be done with social media. And it's important to put those in our minds as well. All right, we'll open it back up with y'all. What do y'all think the dangers of social media is? A virus? Okay. Predators? Do y'all know what catfishing is? So for those of you who don't know what catfishing is, is when someone's pretending to be someone else. So I could go online right now, and I'm a 43-year-old woman, and I could pretend to be a 12-year-old boy online, and you would never know. I could swipe pictures from one of your profiles and use it as my own. Um, and I could study the way that boys speak and use that same kind of lingo or language and you would never know who's actually on the other end. I just assume if I talk to anybody, they're a 48-year-old dude in their mom's basement. 
then you know you're not getting catfish. Like, oh yeah, he's in sweatpants. All right. So we also have fear of missing out. So I see some head nodding. So it's almost like if you don't post it, did it really happen? Like, and I'm guilty. I went to one of the Braves World Series games, and I made sure I took a picture so people would go, hey, I went to the game. Huh, nobody liked it or thumbs up it or nothing. And I cried a little bit on the inside. Do y'all ever suffer from fear of missing out? Sometimes? Or do you, do you deal with it, but you just don't tell people that because it's just not cool to say that? Okay. And, uh, and once again, a lot of times people associate that with girls. Yeah. People think it's just the girls that are there with fear of missing out. People also think that it's just the girls looking at social media accounts and having body image issues. But let's be real. I mean, like, y'all look at some dudes on social media who claim to be 16 or 17-year-old, and the dudes are, like, completely, like, ripped and, like, super muscular, and you're like, I'm 15, and I, I don't have one muscle. Like, I don't have one of those. And, like, and you're out here. See, you're nodding your head, right? You're sitting there like, how much, how much protein do I need to eat? Like, how much does this guy lift? And it's probably a 32-year-old guy pretending to be 16. But it's causing body image issues in young men, too. We're just not talking about it. Or, We're only talking about the girls and or, image. Or tying it into last week's, we're looking at the girls' pictures and give them the, the heart or the thumbs up or the like or oh, did you see this girl, right? Like, we go there, too. Like, mm-hmm. Probably none of the girls are here. They saw the guys like, oh, but I don't want to see what they actually think. Uh, how many of you have been bullied online? Bullied online, cyberbullying. Or cyber bullied bullying. somebody else. <laughs> or bullied somebody else, for real. Like, I mean, we all make mistakes. Back in the dark ages, we used to have these things called landlines, and you'd have to actually do your bullying like over a real phone where like mom or brother could pick up and protect you, or they'd have to do it in school. Now, at the click, you can post something, and it's, well, that shirt's stupid. I can't believe you like that team. Man, the Bulldogs are terrible. Oh, roll tide, ooh, war eagle, like whatever the thing is, and somebody can say something negative. I know I love to troll other sports teams fans. It is great pleasure of mine. I won't say who I'm a fan of. That way y'all don't attack me because we're really bad. But when people post stuff, you're like, huh, remember this stat? Say what? No. 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 So, um, other thing is... I was, um, one of the things that I thought about is just the, have you ever, um, just kind of in the, in the moment, if you're mad, angry, sad, jealous, whatever, and just kind of popped off something on social media. And then maybe you think, you know, the next day or two, you look at it and you're like, ew, that was, that was not a good look for me. Um, just trying to make sure that you don't post when you're in a moment of heightened emotion, but just step back from the situation um, and think about and be intentional about what you post. Um, we only have a few minutes, but I just wanted to bring up the importance of also understanding that there's things online. Like I know there's another session going on right now on pornography, and a lot of people people think pornography is only on porn sites, and no, it's everywhere. It is on social media. It shows up in my inbox. I have business accounts that I run where people literally send me pictures. Um, because they know I'm a woman running a site, or they make the assumption I'm a woman running a site. So it is everywhere. And I, I wanted to kind of put that out there, especially since we have so many young men here. It is so important for you to be very clear on 
protecting your mind and your heart in those spaces. Yes. Yep. It is. Yep. It is a negative effect. He said, if so, let's say you make a mistake and you, you click on a, a pornographic post, it will collect in that algorithm. And you'll get more of and it. And you'll get more of it. It's important to kind of clean out your cookies every now and then, making sure that you have, you know, those programs like Bark and things like that are helpful in making sure Covenant Eyes, we actually have that on all of our technology at our house. We have Covenant Eyes on everything. Um, because we don't, we don't necessarily want in our house sites to be blocked. Um, we want to be able to see and have conversations about things. So instead of blocking things automatically, we want to be able to get the message that someone's looking at something at our house. Um, so you want to make sure that you protect yourself because it's not just the, the catfishers that come into your home, so to speak. Like people are literally coming into your house through this device. Like think about it. A stranger is coming into your home through this device. And they generally don't have positive intentions in, on these sites. They're literally looking for kids. They are looking for teens. They're looking to pull you into things. Human trafficking happens on these sites. You know, so it's not just the, the fun stuff. And the, there's negative things about how we feel about ourselves and body image. But there's also dangerous things that happen on here. So it's so important, even though you, you know, some of you all said your parents don't look at your stuff. You need to learn to self-regulate if that's not happening. Like, uh, that's, part of, that's part of maturing and growing, is, is making sure that you yourself are holding yourself accountable. And if you need an accountability partner, you have your small group leaders here, in addition to your parents and some of your peers. Because you want to make sure that you are protecting your mind and your heart um, from the, in these spaces. So, Nicole, do you want to show us how to navigate social media? Sure, yeah. I have a couple of, um, you know, in God's Word tells us that his, his Word is true yesterday, today, and forever. So, we can use um, God's Word and Scripture when we talk about social media and how to navigate social media. So, I just want to share this with you guys and think through this. Um, Ephesians 4.29 says, do not let, hold on, I'm old, I can't read this. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. And then in parentheses I put, or posts, but only what is helpful for, your build, for building up others according to their needs, that it may, be benefit, may, that it may benefit those who listen. And then another verse to kind of filter through this is Philippians 4.8. And it's, um, so it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about or post such things. So just thinking through of how to um, use God's word. And, you know, you can be a light to other people. And you can show um, what God's done in your life. You don't necessarily have to go out there and do a scripture and praise God post every day. But you can certainly... Um, use this, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is noble, talk about those things and, and give God glory for those things. But um, just a, a good filter is using that. And one thing that you reminded of uh, real quick, and I just wanted to kind of, a, as you move forward and, and think through your high school years with these things, um, one thing I'll tell you, anything that you post and put out there is number one is out there forever. 
And number two, people can take and edit it any way that they would like to do. Whatever you put in Snapchat, you think it disappears, it doesn't. And I have seen it time and time and time again, more so with girls, but they will screenshot something like that if they think they have something on you and they can twist and turn it any way they'd like. And there's ways to, yeah. So on Snapchat, it generally shows you when someone screenshot things, there's ways of going around that. I actually showed some kids last night at my house how to go around it and they were shocked that people could do that. Um, and they didn't realize people could do that. I used to investigate um, hate crimes on a college campus, and Snapchat was the number one source of evidence that we had, because people could download the information without people knowing and report it. Um, so there were a lot of folks who were putting themselves in really bad situations by making poor choices on social media. And just remember, like, <clears throat> as Christians, we're not just Christians here at Reckless on Sunday night. Like, we're Christians here. And we're representing Jesus everywhere we go. 